0: Welcome back to another episode of Man Vs. Marriage Podcast. I am your host, America's most handsome Alabama fan. I cannot, uh, I can't admit that. I, I can't even stand on that for a second. Anyway, I'm a big Alabama fan. Quincy Moran, along with Coach Rita Enos and Ashley in here, mixing the ones and twos, producing things like you would not believe she's getting it done. And second episode with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran, in the, in the podcast studio. Um, and you know, we, as, as it, as it has evolved this podcast, you know, we're on episode seven now, each one we're talking about recapping and the, the last discussion, try not to winch or swerve off the road, you know, uh, a wince or swerve swerve off the road. It was about vulnerability. It was hard. I had to stutter through the first couple minutes of trying to figure things out in the middle of discussions. I figured out the place it kind of came to me, you know, that whole thing, doctor, when I was two, I, I was chasing a butterfly and, eh, you know, it's like, it goes all the way back to that. But you know what? There's a lot of truth in that because, because uh, of how impressionable you are as a kid. Yes. Okay. So w- we're going to recap, which we always try to do from the last episode, but I have to warn you, this may not go into the next episode because I'm putting myself on the couch and maybe I just need to tell the story and we'll kind of get over it but you know thanks for being here guys thank you for showing up um hopefully you got all the way hopefully you even listen when you see a podcast that says vulnerability you're like oh hey I'm gonna <laughs> that, that one. I'm gonna skip over that and go to the next one so maybe we should uh, have just named it something different you know like how to make a million dollars and then kind of suck you in to listen and it's like but 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 being vulnerable though um I've never had a million dollars but as far as the intimacy in my in my relationship, what you girls are just laughing about something. This is a good one. Okay, and well, I'll put it out there. Okay. So
1: we'll change vulnerability. We won't use that, and we'll just change it on
0: how to get laid. Oh, All you men dude. will tune in. That's perfect. That is so perfect. Because that will be our most listened to episode, I guarantee it. For sure. We'll switch episode six to How to Get we Laid. We just got your attention. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, I perked up a little bit. So I, let's go listen to that episode real quick. Um, so here we go. All right. Um, we're going to like extend How to Get Laid part two. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that, to guys. I mean it's yeah, who cares? Men are not pigs, but they are not. But our our connection point, which we'll kind of probably get into in yes, an episode we will. of where we're most vulnerable, but where our highest place of connection is. Yes, you know, and that's it. It's sex is there. It's the get you know getting late. That's that's where it is because that's where that's we where connect the rubber the meets most. the road. That's right, and yep. that that could be made into a lot of jokes, Rita, but I won't. <laughs> I, can, I you know what? I just can't. I, I'll i kind of spin it. I want you, you all
1: to know that Quincy is blushing so bad because he's sitting here with three women and he doesn't
0: even know what, talk about vulnerability. If I was around <laughs> the guys, man, I could make some great jokes I right now, know. but I kind of, I kind of want to keep, we're um, just going to
1: pass and we're yeah, just going to take it a a respectful.
0: Yeah. I just want to keep it respectful. Um, no quote, locker room talk here in front of the girls. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, so here we go understanding where weakness was not an option okay look when I was five years old my parents got divorced I was in Alabama and uh I remember going to my Aunt Linda's house my brother my sister you know we're sitting there waiting what kid can really wait period okay I don't even know why I'm there I just know that I'm there and uh uh, finally it's like gets to a certain time of the day we load up in the station wagon i'm sitting in the back uh my sister's sitting there she's bawling her eyes out and it's like what in the heck is going on all i know is i'm not allowed to get up and play and now have to get loaded in the car and then there shows my dad with three paper sacks in his hand He gives them to us. My sister is crying. I mean, she's, I'm like four or five years old. She's like eight or nine. So Mm. her level of understanding. She knows what's going on. She knows what's happening. My grandpa's there. He lives in California. Um, I don't even know what California is at that point. So we're off. We leave. Parents divorce, move to California, move back to Alabama when I'm 10. My family in California is touchy-feely, like pinching your butt, slapping your butt, You stand in the wrong place in front of my sister, and she'll thumb you in the butt and call it a sphincter check. I mean, we're just, we're a hands-on family, okay? So I get out there. Um, When I'm 10, I decide to move to my dad's house, play football, and there's a night where we're, like, sitting at the table, and my dad is a rough, he's just a rough, mean guy, okay? He, He has fun, but he's a rough, mean guy, And I walk over to him, and I put my arm around him and give him a hug. And he looks at me with a look in his face. It's like, I'm not one of your stupid friends at school. Don't hug me. And I'm like, yeah, okay, Dad. At 10, this happens. So it was like, now he's like one of the kindest people you could meet. He loves everybody. But in that moment, it was like, I just put myself out there to my dad.
1: And he rejected you.
0: He was like, get away from me, get your hands off of me type thing. He doesn't remember it. My, maybe because he had some substance abuse issues at that time, mm-hmm. and that's what it was. But that was, that was like one of the moments, probably the, the, the most substantial moment I can think of that shut me down and say, I can't be weak anymore. I can't do it at 10. So I kind of set the game up from there. Um, Exactly. And that, so it's crazy how we're just talking in between episodes and this comes up and it's like, Oh, identifier. Here's where it is. So it looks like in my life, I define vulnerability as a place that I would not let anybody into because I couldn't take another look like that. Mm -hmm. I couldn't put myself out there like that because of how my dad rejected my tale so quick. I mean, he, he was the one that would have me practice sports. He, you know, got me involved in those things. Um, he was coaching me in those things up until a certain point. But he was definitely the one that uh, shut it all down for me. Did he do it on purpose? I'm sure he didn't. Nah, yeah, He had horrible back problems. He had other issues. You don't know about that when you're 10. But I do know, I can identify that now as a spot where I said... um, vulnerability is weakness and I ain't going there anymore so you can forget it. That's why I always said, yeah, I'm always going to be okay. So don't ask me that again. You know? So there it is. Have fun with that. Uh, it's out there. And uh, how to get laid part two. I hope you enjoyed that episode and we'll, we'll be back after this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is this vodka or is this water? uh <laughs>
1: That was a good one, Jeannie. That is so funny. But if there's so much truth it to is. that. Like if, like if men could like get, like get it in their head what vulnerability leads to, they would just be open all the time. In the sense that you know, that there is a trust and that has been created between the two of you. It's not like, you know, this, I'm just doing this because this is what I want afterwards. It's, you know, I mean, the motive of it is pure.
0: The motive that that's, I got to jump in and say, look, you can't, manipulation can't be a part of this process. Not at all. It can't, we can't fake vulnerability to get laid is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, you know, there, you got to test the waters. Mm -hmm. You got to test the waters where it's at. You have to find that place of where you can start to share. Maybe you'll have a freaking aha moment like I did and say, "Where?" Because I'm thinking, "Where the heck did I think vulnerability was a weakness?" Aside from you know having to try to be a man's man, right, and not show weakness. But how do I identify it that way? Mm-hmm. And it was all like, "Whoa!" In the moment, it's like that totally shut me down.
1: And you think you were ten, and and your your mind hasn't developed yet to be able to take that information that's being given to you in order to like think an adult way, like my dad really didn't mean it or you're a child and you don't know how to process that information that is being just, you know, that is being um, shown to you. So you're processing these, these emotions and these feelings based on a 10 year old kid. It's like, what does a ten-year-old kid do with? What do I do with rejection? It's not like that's what you're thinking in your in your head. What you're thinking is, I have to protect myself because if I put myself out there, this is the response that I'm going to get from people.
0: Yeah, and the, and the hard thing is, is that like um, being a, a a kid with divorced parents, mm-hmm. the tough thing is, is you know we went and lived with my mom. So my mom was always the resident bad guy. Right. And the fantasy of, this is my dad. (laughs) He's a great dad. You know, there's nothing he can do wrong, you know? Um, So I put him on this huge pedestal because he wasn't around. Mm -hmm. It's like, my mom is the one who's around. He's not around, but he gets the pedestal. And then to have your hero, this person that you've built up in your mind of who he's supposed to be, uh, after sharing supper together and and things, it's like, oh, I love my dad. Get off me! It's like, holy crap! Mm-hmm. The look in his eyes was like, why am I gonna touch you again? Now it's like we hug each other, kiss on the cheek, right. love you, buddy. You know that that type of stuff. But man, did that did that affect me in such a way um, that I at forty, so thirty years later, is just figuring out. That's what shaped uh, me as a person in vulnerability. Right. And to where I would just, I would give Jeannie that same look. She's putting her arm around my neck saying, I love you. Are you okay? And I'm saying, you get your get right. off of me and don't ever ask me that again. Because I'm always going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need pity. Get off me. Holy like, cow. Ooh. ooh, that is just,
1: that's crazy. You are crazy. your father's son.
0: I am. I am. Yep. And uh, we only do what we've been taught. Yeah. Honey, I'm sorry. (laughs) I know I apologized about that before, but I'm just standing here thinking of how long I kind of kept you at bay. Uh, Because vulnerability was like... Who wants to do that? Yeah. Like a no-go. Right. Yeah. I'm getting choked up. Take over.
1: Yep. So what do you guys want to do? You want to go into next episode, you want to call this good? And,
0: um, I think if I, if I have just, uh, one request and I don't even know if we can do this, like we've said in the past guys, we, uh, we're not going to pretend like we have it all figured out. We're, you know, we're real, we're in the moment, we're sharing our experiences. But I, I guess for me, one of the things I would want to see is, uh, how do I, how, how does a guy who hasn't been through this coaching process with his wife, um, how does he test those waters of vulnerability to kind of put himself out there? Because, you know, what my suggestion was: Hey, let's let's have uh, let's request the guys, if for nothing else, have them go and listen to episode six. Mm-hmm. Ha- have have them request their wife to go listen to episode six, and that way, the wife can kind of get an idea. Maybe you guys are already a safe place, but the guy just doesn't have that level of trust yet. So how do we test the waters? What does that look like, um, for a guy to, you know, to be able to just put himself out there? I guess I'd have to answer that, but I'd like a little coaching from you. Um, I, some perspective. I I I
1: see where you're coming from. Sometimes it depends on the, um, the individual's personality. um, you know, if you're more reserved and you're a little bit cautious, then obviously you're going to proceed that way. If you're one who is daring and very open and, you know, very, um, uh, boisterous, and you know, you're going to be true to yourself. And even in the vulnerability, it's like, how do I go about this, um, slowly? I would probably most likely guess cautiously Mm -hmm. Um, you're going to fill the waters. Um, you definitely, you know, you don't do it in a moment. I'm going to be vulnerable when you guys had just had like a major fight. Like, you know what I mean? You're going to pick, you're going to really pick when the timing you will know the timing is right. Um, because it's not it's not an easy thing. If this is the first time that you're choosing, I'm going to be vulnerable. Like, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to um, let her know what's going on with me. And I think it's just really um, knowing for sure what it is that you want to express. Yeah. And you might be quiet for a couple of days cause you might be thinking things through of how it is that you're going to, um, go about doing this.
0: Um, it's just taking the courage to do it. Ugh. It's, I gotta tell you, you know, and like Jeannie said in the last episode, <clears throat> um, even after all the coaching that we've had, we had a couple of days uh, here recently where there was some hard talks that had to go on and I had to be vulnerable myself to put out there to say, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling this about this situation. I don't necessarily believe this about you, but here's how I feel about it. And it's, it's still a scary thing to do. You're like, you're walking around going, okay, where do I, where do I drop this nuclear bomb? Because uh, what I have to say is not pleasant, but I can't get past it. Right. Um, even if I can be so forward as to say, you know, when we're when it's time for us to be intimate, you know, I'm just uh, maybe I'm a weirdo. But if I have something that's kind of stuck in me mm-hmm. uh, that I have to discuss, I can't be that true, authentic expression of myself to be what my wife needs unless I get it off my chest. Right. Um, or else I feel like I'm a fraud and mm-hmm. that, that might be wrong, but that's a place that I connect, uh, with nobody else on the planet, but right. my wife Right. and those connections there need to be honest. They need to be true, authentic, you know, and I, I, I think what you're saying is absolutely correct. Okay. Uh, what I wrote down and I didn't, I didn't show you was, I think step one is acknowledge areas in my life or discover the areas in my life. Where I can be vulnerable. What is that about? And that I think the first thing is having the courage to talk to your wife about how you feel about something. Not like lashing out on her about why you're mad, but how do I feel about something? Right. You know, and then hopefully we can have Jeannie talk again before this episode's over, because one thing that she said that was so true. Is learning, we got to learn as guys how to be a safe place for our wife to be vulnerable in front of us. Right. Even though women are emotional all the time, mm-hmm. or a lot of the time, or most of the time, or almost every time, or however Just goes. because we're emotional doesn't mean we're vulnerable. That's true. That's, see? See that? Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, so how can I be safe for when my wife is vulnerable for me? Um, so she feels comfortable to share something with me and I don't use it against her in a fight. Right. I don't use it against her because I want to punish her for the way she made me feel. Mm-hmm. So putting Jeannie on the spot here to have her talk about a woman's perspective of a husband being vulnerable may help you guys, um, understand what you need to be for her first. And then you can explain to her what you need. Maybe. And I'll surrender my microphone uh, for you, so maybe you and Rita can dialogue a little bit. Okay. If you like, honey. Come on over here.
2: Well, I guess I'm going to be put on the spot for the answering the question of how to get laid, um, <laughs> since this seems <laughs> right. to be... I'm listening. Yeah. Um, we all know if your wife's pissed at you, you're not getting anything. It's 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 common sense. And you know... Quincy knows by my body language. He knows by how I'm rushing through doing things. He knows by how short I am or how my tone of voice is. And it may not be him that I'm mad at. It's just I'm dealing with something. This is not your time to approach me. But to get me to open up about that.
1: He's
2: learned um, for me. It's for him to come up behind me and hold me for a second. Mm -hmm. Just to ground me. And remind me that there's something else going on. It's not just my chaos. It doesn't work that way for him. right? But he does respond more to, um, you look kind of tense. Are we okay? Are you okay? He hates that question. So I've had to switch the verbiage. And is there something I need to know about? Did something happen at work today? You know, just trying to kind of draw him out. If I can give him the opportunity to see that I'm actually interested, mm-hmm. I know something's off. I know you. Out of everybody in this world, I know you. Right. So you're off. What What's happening? Um, for him and I to connect intimately, it's one thing to go home and have sex with your wife. Yeah, okay, your need was met. Your physical aspect of everything is met. But if you haven't connected on the other side of things if I don't feel like you and I are on the same page that's all it is so he and I have learned that's why when when we're in those situations and something's eating at him he's come to the place where I have to let this out we have to figure it out because he knows it's just going through the motions if we don't and and That's kind of being vulnerable in itself just because, you know, (laughs) it's not a topic we oftenly talk about. Right. But he's had to learn in my house, emotions are a weakness for the women. We don't tell you, we don't cry. If, if my dad was very heavy handed, Mm -hmm. um, very strong personality, he's not anymore, but he was at the time I learned at the age of five, don't piss him off. So, when things would happen and my sister would cry or my mom would cry, my dad would become the aggressor. He was winning. I learned very early on: you won't you break b- me. I won't cry. Right. I won't throw a fit. If I have, if I got upset, I was more prone to being the aggressor. I would hurt myself or I would hurt something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming into a relationship with somebody who's in the same position of we don't show emotion took a roller coaster. When you add eight kids to the middle of that, it's even harder. But what we've learned over the years was I have certain triggers that he can pull me straight out of what's going on. And I'm willing to talk. He has the same thing. It's, it's learning. I guess it's learning to know when it's okay for him to approach or how to approach. If he could just come and hold me for a second I know he's giving me the open for when I'm ready. I'm here. Right. And that's all it is. It's just a simple open door. He doesn't have to say anything. I have to be willing to give him the same thing. I can see something's off. Just let me know. Right. But you can't push and you can't be a jerk about it. And I'm very sarcastic all the time. So it's it's learning how to do that without making him feel bad about something Mm -hmm. because sometimes I'll say something and I'll be honest. I laugh. I don't mean to, but it just kind of comes out that way. I didn't expect you to say that. Mm -hmm. That wasn't where I thought the conversation was going and having to kind of backtrack, but you learn, you, you kind of have to learn, right? But if we don't have that, what's the word? If I don't know that I can trust him when I'm, completely naked and at his disposal, so to say, mm-hmm. to to do whatever he needs, if I can't trust him with my emotions and with how I'm feeling Good point. to be that, for lack of a better word, naked, he's not getting anything out of me. Mm-hmm. I'm just a body that's there to service. Right. In a marriage, you don't want service. Right.
1: You want connection.
2: And if you want her to... Give you what you need. I promise you the minute she knows you're giving me something that nobody else has. If you're, if he's telling me that he's worried about something or he's hurt, um, like I was telling you earlier, if I know, if he tells me I need you, the whole world stops. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a completely different position because now I know I'm the most important thing because he's not calling you. He's not calling his parents. He's not going to a friend. I need you which means now I have to be a completely safe place. I have to sit and listen, whatever it is. Right. And that's, I think that's where we're all kind of figuring things
1: out. I'm just, I just have to say for, for, for me and listening to both of you speak is, as being um, your coach and, and, walking this journey with the marriage that, that, um, we have walked together, the three of us. I am, I just want to say, I'm so proud of both of you that you just listening to you guys, like where you were and, and what you've become is leaps and bounds. And my heart just rejoices because there really is hope. Like when you really apply these things, it really does work it's not just lip service that, that is being said. These are really practical things. And, and I love what you said, Jeannie, that it's learning. It really is learning each other. It's really trusting each other. It's really being able to, um, like I always say, Bill and I are very content being together and not having to say anything. Mm -hmm. Bill and I have come to a place that he doesn't even have to say anything to me. I could see it in his eyes and I know what he's thinking. It's that you come to that place where you are so connected, not only, um, intimately but spiritually emotionally every part of your being is connected that you know each other so well that it's a look it's a touch it's it's a word and and you draw off of that and instead of it pulling you apart it brings you together so you guys have worked through this to know each other to give each other those um Keywords or buzzwords. buzzwords is what is is what Quincy calls it. It's buzzwords that that you've learned that about each other. So I'm just like overjoyed at at just seeing you and how you guys have grown and just developed in your marriage. Because honestly, it's your kids that are going to be the byproduct of what you guys decided to invest in and investing in yourself. You have given your kids the example for when they go into relationships. This is how it's supposed to be. So I just want to say kudos to you guys. Um, I'm glad you could join us, Jeannie. It's really been um, very um, helpful, insightful. um, Give us a whole lot more to talk about. So,
0: you know, something I mentioned in the last episode as we wrap this up, just get the playbook on your wife. Give your wife the playbook on you. Yes. Don't think because you've been married or you've been together for six months, a year, 20 years, that your silent expectations are going to be met. You know, just get the playbook. Just freely give the playbook to your spouse. Um, If she likes to be kissed a certain way. Just go straight for the chocolate syrup. yep, just kiss her how she wants to be kissed. you know if if she if she has a need emotionally and uh, needs you to approach her in a certain way so she feels safe, just do it. Don't use it against her. You know, and you might hear, well, you're only you're only holding me because you said you know that's what I want. And you say exactly. <laughs> that's the point. The point is, I want to give you what you want and what you need and I want that reciprocated to me. Right. And you're the one person that I have chosen within my life to share this with. So just, to, you know, I think I think this episode turned out great. How to get laid part 2 <laughs> worked out really well. Um and I'm interested in doing more of these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Guys, we hope you enjoyed today's uh, episode. And like, like we talked about, maybe, have, uh, maybe ask your wife. I mean, don't bug her too much, but maybe ask her to go back and listen to uh, episode six and seven and see if you guys can start a conversation with one another about um, this particular topic. Uh, and if you would like, we're asking, reach out to us, man vs. marriage podcast at gmail.com. So that's man versus marriage podcast at gmail.com. Join our Facebook group, tell your friends, tell your citizens, Romans, countrymen, all about man versus marriage podcast for our Facebook group. That's man vs. marriage podcast. Hit us on our Twitter handle, M podcast. Go check it out. So uh, for Ashley, for Coach Rita, I am Quincy Moran. This is the Man vs. Marriage podcast, and we be out.